got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome to another episode of the Gangster Chronicles. I'm Norm Steele. And I'm James McDonald. On today's episode, we're going to talk about what's known to me as a trick bag. I call it a trick bag. We're going to talk about probation and how it catches many people up on. James, you actually have a very powerful story, man, as far as probation goes. I mean, just like everybody else, I mean, probation is is designed to, it's like entrapment. Um... You know, what I didn't know about probation then, I could have did a year and a half of probation and go back to court and get off. Uh, I did the whole damn near three years of the gang probation, which is supposed to be the hardest uh, probation they have. So, you know, it was a lot of rules to the shit. You know, being on that type of probation, you know, couldn't get caught up with uh, three of the same people that that I hang with, they couldn't be gangbangers, mm-hmm. should I say. Um, they was able to come in your house at any time they they wanted to. Just just all different types of things. So pretty much, man, you said they can come in your house whenever you want to. So that means you could be sitting at home pretty much chilling with your girl or something like that, and they just knock on your door and just come in. Yep. They uh, come in and say, we wanted to visit. It's like a pop-up visit. Uh Come on, take me to your room. Show me where you sleep, which they pretty much know already. They go in there, they look through your drawers, look up under your mattress. They do all kind of little shit just to see how you live in. If, if you got bullets in your room, they're taking your ass to jail, uh, a knife, shit like that. So you can't have no, no side knives or none of that shit in your room. So pretty much if they want to be just real petty and you got a little pocket knife 
on the dresser that people usually have that got like a nail clipper and everything else and little Swiss Army knives, they could technically take you back in for that violation. Well, they, they, they could they could take you to jail for whatever pretty much they want to. You know, they the ones with the pencil. They could say, okay, you you got the homeboy over here. You ain't supposed to be around him. Wait a minute, my brothers are game bangers. So you telling me I can't be in the same motherfucking house with Yeah, them? what if you live together? They just don't be there when when they would come. And you wound up getting violated pretty much and wound up having to go do two years. To huh? prison, yeah. You so, want you want to elaborate on that a little bit? Well, at that time I'm gangbanging like like it's the thing to do. And they wanted me to come in for a visit. At that time I was involved in all kinds of shit, so I didn't know if somebody they had like a hookup or wanted me to come in to arrest me. So I was like, fuck that, I ain't going in there. I'm not fucking with y'all. And stop answering the call. I didn't get I didn't, the letters, none of that shit they were sending in. And they was coming by the house, but I was missing them. And uh, when they finally caught me, they uh, summoned me to the county jail, went to my hearing. I'm, I'm clowning, telling everybody I'm only going to be in 15 days. I only got like 15, 16, 16 days. Shit, they gave me a year for every week I didn't come. And and it, it was crazy because I just knew they couldn't do that, which they couldn't have did that. I didn't have that much on probation. So you pretty much had, let me reiterate for the people out there, you had 15 days of probation left? I, I had 15 days, and I was supposed to either go to court or get that letter. And... They, they sent me to prison. Wow. They sent me to prison on an old robbery case. And uh, I pretty much did the whole the whole goddamn thing. After the little time that I did, you know, fighting the case, mm -hmm. and then took the, uh, the probation and got out, and I was good for a minute until they wanted to just, they fuck with you, and, and you just get tired of going down there, going through that mm -hmm. process. And, and giving them that 15 bucks or whatever the case it was and, and just sitting there listening to a motherfucker tell you what you ain't and what you can't do. So it was just like, do whatever you're going to do. And I just thought it wasn't that much they could do with that short period of time. So they they pulled the switch on me. So so you pretty much, man, you wound up doing two years, man, behind 15 days, man. Yep. And, and that seems just so unfair, man. I, I know that... Um, the system is definitely broken the country, man, because first of all, there's not a uniform system across the country. You would think with something like that, it would be a uniform system across the country. Like, for example, in um, Oklahoma, man, like it reads right here, the cost of is uh, cost in prisons, right, overcrowded prisons is projected to skyrocket in the next decade. The decade of corrections requested $1.5 billion next year to address loan neglect and repairs and build to a new prison to keep up with the current rate of inmate growth. They have so much growth in the city of in the um, state of Oklahoma right now that they need a billion dollars to actually add on to the facilities because the way with the system is down there, man, if you miss a payment, like I'm talking about even on a traffic ticket, like, you know, you go to court on traffic ticket, if you miss a payment, they come and put you in jail. They can. But when they, they but I noticed, you know, they, they can do that, but usually they send you a letter reported to your credit, man. Just the whole thing about putting people in jail over missing a payment, man. Well, they, 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 they doing that. They, shit, that's how they doing uh, child support. 
You go to jail for child support. The system is designed to keep you at bay, to keep you on that edge, to keep you fucked up. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't what they tell you, uh, rehabbing or shit like that. They're not helping you, um, should I say, pay these restitution bonds and none of that other shit. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just designed to keep you fucked up. If you take my driver license because I can't pay this fine, how do I eat? And I'm a truck driver. Yeah, for real. They don't give a fuck. You just got to get that money. You think about it like this, man. Like, this is a trip. This is how it goes down in Oklahoma. As part of their release on, on parole, people leaving prison are required to follow certain conditions. Parole conditions are meant to ensure an inmate's successful reentry into her community. Now, we're talking about women because most of the people in prison in Oklahoma are women. But if these conditions are too expensive, expensive, then fulfilling them falls out of reach for many, if not most. Every month, about 600 inmates become parole eligible, but only about 200, one in three, apply for it, essentially passing up an opportunity for early release. This is in part because parole costs can add up quickly. Unless the parole's fees are, unless the parolee's fees are waived for hardship, anyone on parole in this state must pay $40 per month for DOC supervision in addition to court fines and fees, as well as some additional amount of financial restitution depending on the offense. So you can wind up paying up three or four hundred dollars a month. Some people don't got it. In addition to this, a parolee may have to pay for up to two years of drug tests, a GPS ankle bracelet, a breathalyzer for their vehicle, and any cognitive behavioral therapy or classes which the parole board deems necessary for their release. These financial obstacles are often compounded by the fact that such a large percentage of those on parole have suspended driver's licenses, making attending required meetings and maintaining employment remarkably difficult. Some parole conditions are both necessary and reasonable, but if conditions make employment and paying bills more difficult, it's hard to see how they promote public safety. See, this thing right here is crazy, man. So you telling me you just get out, and that say it's usually for some petty, right? And they tell you, okay, you can want on parole now. We gonna need an ankle bracelet for you. You gonna have to pay for this. We'll give you a drug test every month and this and that. Let's say it's five hundred dollars a month, and you're only making a thousand dollars a month. That ain't that ain't even the case. I just got out of prison. I just got out of jail. How do you expect me to pay all of this shit that you want me to pay and take care of myself? Now you got to think about where I'm living. It's it's like I said, man. It's it's not for you. It's all designed for them, and and you pretty much ass out. Man, if I didn't have a, a a good woman when I got out of prison, mm -hmm. I'd, I'd have been up Shit Creek. You 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 got to get out there and get it the best way you can, because you can't pay it. You don't have you don't have the, you don't have the means for it. Yeah, exactly, man. Because you just get out of jail, you know. And um, hell, man, I've talked to homies, man, that just got out, man. Um, I had one homie, man, he couldn't even get a job at Walmart because he was actually. He got so frustrated with the system, he lied on his application, right? You got to lie. You know, he was lying. He lied on his application. And check this out now. He was cool. He actually worked in one store, man, worked his way up to becoming a manager. They transferred him to a different store, right? He got another promotion. In promoting him, they had to run a background check on him. They didn't run that initial background check on him because he came in as just a regular clerk, right? They ran that background check on him. He came back. That he had a felony, he eligible, lost his job immediately. So, what's the guy supposed to do? It's like in this country, man, it seems like 
You go to jail for your punishment. You do your time. You get out, you're still doing time. Mm -hmm. When does it stop? When do you stop paying for your, you know what I'm saying? When do you no, stop you paying going, back your debt to society? You're going to always pay for it. I've been out of prison since, since uh, 1988. And they tell me I can't vote. They tell me I can't register a gun. They tell me it's, I, I can't do shit. If I want to be a security officer, I got up to three, I got up to 30 days, 90 days. After that 90 days, I better go try to find another gig because every time I did it, you can't work here. After that background check name come through, you're done. So if that's all you know, you don't have no education, you don't have no, no kind of, uh, no kind of skills, mechanics, none of that shit, man, you pretty much ass out because you can't do shit. You got to go to the streets and eat. Yeah, man, and it's just crazy. You know, um, like I said, man, every place is different. Like California system is different. Oklahoma, it seemed like they got the worst system in the world, it's, man. It, it ain't too much different. It's all designed the same way, big still. It's, they, they, it's designed to keep you off your feet. Because if they really wanted to help you, just like going to prison, when I got out of prison, 200 bucks. To what the fuck is $200 going to do for me getting back out here after being incarcerated all this time? You know I ain't finna get a job right off the bat. Mm -hmm. You know I can't do shit right off the bat. Exactly. And then when you when you come home, you got to you gotta follow all these rules that these motherfuckers set down for you. So I can't start a job and then I got to come see you once a week. Ain't no new job going to let me take off to come see you. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then before I even get a paycheck, I got to pay you. So me, it's like, man, fuck a job, fuck this, fuck that. I, I, it wouldn't happen. Yeah, and you know what's crazy just about the old system, period, man. It seems like, man, you actually, they call it rehabilitation, man. Not at all. It seems like it's actually designed to really just fuck you over, man. It, they have to keep you down. They have to, it, it, it just, it just got to continue to be a cycle because if, if, if I'm rehabilitated and everybody else is, would that prison just going to sit there? So you got to come back. So they think, and the first thing that they said when I was being released, we'll see you, we'll see you when you come back. I'm not coming back to this motherfucker, but they tell everybody that. Because the majority of us, we go back if it's just a violation. Mm -hmm. You going back. So. Well, check this out, man. How would you feel, man? Um, you a guy that comes from a background, you getting your life together, right? Mm -hmm. You have an establishment. And you find out that your employee is stealing from you. You get into an altercation with them and they want to put you in jail. How would you feel about that? If. I didn't, I didn't get it. If the if he's stealing from me, yeah, he's stealing from you. So you got an employee. You you work hard. You busting your ass. You get this establishment together. You got a store, right? Yeah. And you find out your employee stealing from you. Actually, I got one of my homeboys here tonight, right? Mm -hmm. One of my partners, mm -hmm. and he was telling me about this story. Okay. Uh, some of y'all know me, and some of y'all don't. My name is Ty. I'm also known as LA's number one hustler. Um. I have a company called Fathead, and um, 
I started out in LA in the streets, grinding, hustling, with actually with a double up 50 pack and took it all the way to 50 birds, believe that one. And um, I went legit, never had no problems with the police as far as um, catching a case. I never did that. And um, I went legit, started a business called Fathead, opened up a store on Melrose. Fathead's clothing, <clears throat> art, posters for your wall, all kind of different um, little things that I had created. Make a long story short, I had a 20,000 square foot warehouse out in North Hollywood. And um, I got a call one day from my girl while I was at my store telling me my employees was stealing at my factory. And um, because I had the store, I had just recently opened it, I had took some of my employees from my factory out to the store to work. So everybody knew each other from the factory to the store. So we, um, when I got that call, my guys that was at the store was like, man, shit, we want to go back to the factory with you. I really wanted to just go handle myself. I didn't have a problem handling myself. But they insisted, so we went back. The plan was for me to take the big guy and search him in the back end. My other two guys take the other guy and search him. Anyway, um, they both had shit on, and they got their ass whooped. As a businessman, <coughs> I whooped their ass. As a brother growing up in the street, knowing every obstacle I had made it through, I slipped. I didn't handle it like a businessman. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. So really, like in the eyes of the law, just to go back in the eyes of the law, you should have called the authorities. But that goes against every principle that we are taught growing up. You know, you don't call the police on nobody. Right. Was these your partners or no? just some people you hired? 
these were some guys that had worked for me for three years. The ladies that came and told my girl, they worked for me for five years, some Spanish cats. Right. And um, the Spanish ladies came and told them, hey, they stealing in the back building. And she called me. So um, when we went back, like I said, um, I didn't handle it like a businessman. And it's all kind of ways to handle it. I, you know, I used to think kind of stupid, to be honest with you. I always thought I was thinking smart. I always used to think um, I wouldn't have my buddies, my guys that work for me, that's willing to do anything in the world for me. I wouldn't have them do nothing that I wouldn't do. But that was the wrong mentality to have, period. Because the boss is supposed to keep it going. That's what your fellas is there for. So my mentality wasn't right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking like, shit, I'm not going to do nothing. I didn't have to do nothing. And, and I had millions, millions. I left millions. I left them flying on private planes, all that, you know, to state prison because of one slip. And that was had to be like the Twilight Zone, man. But you just thinking, now, let me ask you this now. What happened to the employees, the guys that were stealing? Did they ever get punished in anything? So they actually called the police on you then? They couldn't help it because, um, the ass whooping, they needed to go to the hospital. So at the hospital, the doctors automatically called the police. But they participated when oh, the police wow. got involved. But let me tell you this too. So it's a trip. I hadn't thought about it like this until one day I was talking to one of my guys that had caught some time too. Man. The, the guys were illegal. I don't have nothing against nobody. Spanish, gays, whatever you is, that's what you is, period. These guys were illegal. I hired them. They was working for me, but they were Spanish and illegal. And um, it's amazing how they're here illegal, mm-hmm. and you can still get punished for something with them even being here illegal. Yeah. yeah. That, 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 that's, that's crazy as hell. Yeah. They already, I mean, they already here illegal. Because if they wouldn't have been here, they're not supposed to be here anyway. If they was where they were supposed to be, they wouldn't have been here to get no ass. But that don't, that it, actually, it don't matter. It don't matter what the police is saying is a crime. Right. You got two, three gets in the hospital. Right. That's an assault. Right. And even though, I was just saying it, even though those, them, them illegal people could have sued him. Yeah, 100%. Could have, could have had a lawsuit. They did. Stealing they, they, from him. They tried to. They tried to sue me for five hundred thousand dollars each. As a matter of fact, when we was in court, when I was going through my trial, because I went through a trial, um, they served us some papers. But my lawyer was smart enough to say, "Don't take it. Don't accept it." They, they came to serve us some paperwork, and uh, I never accepted it, and they never followed through with it. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I mean, you know. That's that's what I tell Norm all the time. This shit is designed to keep us down, Man, to bring us down. It's a and, and at the end of the day, in the heat of the moment, you really don't have a choice because the motherfucker is taking off your table. And and this is the mentality we have. I did have a choice. Yeah, you had a choice. I, I, and, and to be honest with you, I could have handled it. If I wanted to still keep it gangster, if I wanted to still put hands on, I could have handled it different. I could have let them walk down the street and turn a corner. Right. And act like I don't know who did it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm just saying it's all kind of ways to do something. I mean, which, like I said, I would have handled it different. Today, I would handle it different. I'd give them a bag to put the shit in and, and, and get off. Right. Now you learn from, from, from your mistakes. Exactly. But, I mean, at that time, 
you know, especially being on the grind and then going legit, I mean, you got to feel a certain kind of way. Man, you got to feel violated that these motherfuckers would even do that. I gave you a job and this is what the things I get for you getting down like that. I mean, I think my reaction would have been the same way. I think about the consequences later. But in today's society, you have to think about the consequences. That's that street mentality. Yeah. That's, that's, that's where we come from. That's where we get it from. But to be honest with you, we got to grow. Right. We, we can't resort to violence with everything. Right. You know what I'm saying? I right. really do believe that. You know what I'm saying? So do you regret what you did? Man, to be honest with you, I'm the type of person, I don't never look at something as I regret it. Right. Because I lived it. So I, I, I don't have no I don't even have no room to try to regret it. It it it, it, it is what it is. All I do is just move on and, mm -hmm. and keep it going. It's it's it was the most hurting situation while I was in there, man. I, I've never experienced nothing like this. It tests my mental, it tests everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But um I don't never sit back like, damn, if I didn't do that, I would have had this or I did that. I, I don't I don't get down like that. I just keep on going. Just out of curiosity, man, how much was how much did they steal? They had probably about eight thousand dollars worth of shit each. Maybe one six thousand, one eight thousand. My 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 stuff was expensive. My own. Well, yeah, my I remember I purchased. Yeah, yeah. I, I was a I was a customer. Um, the thing is, you have to quantify that. Six to eight thousand they had to twenty four thousand because that was just the first time they got caught. Yeah, that was it. That was just the first time they got caught. So it ain't no telling. Usually when you catch a person they've been, still, been doing it. They usually been doing they've it. They just got caught. Before. You know what I mean? They just got caught. But he, he, and believe me, at that point in time, my thought was when they got caught with that much stuff, after they got their ass whooped, after they was in the hospital, because the police didn't come and get me for eleven days later. But my thought was to run up in their house. Cause if they got caught with eight thousand dollars worth of my shit, each one of them, I'm thinking their house got to be loaded. They got to have a room, all kind of shit, with all kind of shit in there, man. Now, why you think the police waited eleven days to come get you? I don't know. I don't know. They they sure waited though. They and they did some slick shit too. Eleven days. Eleven days. Run your name. They got your background now. Oh, okay. One we couldn't catch before. That part. Yeah, because you was a... We got him now. That part. Because I'm pretty sure, even though you had no interactions with the police before, but they had probably had an idea from your previous lifestyle before you went legit. They maybe had an idea of what you was into. Man, I have had a thousand interactions with the police before that. I mean, I, I, just growing up. In the hood, you have them, but I had, when I said earlier, I'd never had a dope case. Mm -hmm. So I never was, was arrested for dope, but I've had interactions. I've been arrested for this, I've been arrested for that, but I had never had a case where I had to go all the way through the court system. I've always never took a deal, and um, my shit usually get dismissed or dropped. Mm -hmm. This was a little bit different. It's just one of those times where, okay, yeah, I've been trying to get him on. He got away on. He got found out get him straight up. And then they had to come get you. Straight okay, up. we got him now. Straight up. So let's charge him. Because nine times out of ten, if it was them and they went to jail, the only thing that happens is deporting. You get nothing back, we just going to deport him. Man, let me tell you this. 
So when they did, when I did get convicted, I'm in a cell. I'm in cells with people that got 500 years, literally going to court, coming back with a sentence of 500 years, 125 years. You know what I'm That's saying? when you just sit back and be like, I ain't finna say what my time. They, they ain't got nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. But it, it, it's just crazy how when we when we talk about this and talk about how we used to be, right? And 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 there's no way out of how you used to be. You're always gonna pay for your your past. Mm-hmm. That's uncut. You're always gonna pay for oh, it. some yeah. kind of way. I I didn't have cases where you get caught with a gun and go in the bush and get that gun. They can't pin it on now one of you four, but they put it on your record anyway. Wow. They put it on there and say, oh, a gun, and but no conviction, no woo-woo, this and that. That's because they couldn't pin it on nobody, and the DA ain't going to file it, but they give that to you anyway. So we already we already in a situation where, damn if we do, damn if we don't. Now, whether you, whether you in your case would have just said, fuck it and went the right way, you'd have still been wrong. You'd mm-hmm. still lost. Right. Mm-hmm. And then... Oh, the way they're looking at it, okay, we got we got away with so much shit in the past, we can get him now. Ain't no way in the world that should have been a conviction on some motherfuckers stealing from you. That but part. at the end of the day, they try to find out a way to say I was wrong. I'm protecting my shit. Well, right. you know what it is, and I'm gonna tell you not to cut you off, brother, but I know the angst you was feeling, the anger when you blacked out on them because. I was a hustler too. Not the magnitude that you was, but that was just my thing. I did with the devils, you know? Yeah. So you figure, man, when you in that game, man, and you used to taking penitentiary chances, you start working your money a little different. You a little bit more frugal with your spending because you know what you got to do. <coughs> you know the risk that you're taking to get your things going, right? You know the risk that you're taking. Right. So that probably has you feeling some kind of way, man. You know, not to just switch the subject and go all the way back, man. You said you worked yourself all the way up from a double up, man, mm-hmm. on the 50 things. Mm-hmm. Committed. Believe that. Hustle. First day off that 50, <laughs> first day off that 50, I went to, I think I went to an ounce, breaking down, and then 50s kept it, kept it going. This had to be like the 80s. Yes, sir. Well, the 80s, man, was a beautiful era. Not that I'm glorifying yeah. that, man. But, but, but that's when it was good. But yeah. just to piggyback off what you're saying is, here you got a brother that that, that went and took, took himself to be legit. Exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying because, you know, just a sheer thought of that because I'm thinking about how angry I would feel. When you in the D game, man, it's not clamorous. You working your way up. You really on the grind. You really taking chances. And now you legit, you working your stuff, and this dude, this peon got the nerve to think that they're going to steal from you without no repercussions. Right. So he was upset, and you you put him in a hospital over there? Yeah, yeah, staples. They needed staples. I'm not proud of that, but that's what, that's what it was. That's how I grew up. My father was going to feel some pain, and um, that's what they did. I'm lucky that they didn't die. Well, to be honest with you, um, during my trial, at lunchtime, I, I bailed. We all bailed out. All, it was me, three of my guys got arrested. My girl, she got arrested just for calling. But um, doing my doing my um, doing my trial, and I kind of lost my phone, so I 
It's all good. We live in you anyway. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I kind of lost my. Damn. There's something I was getting ready to say. What, what were we talking about, guys? We were talking about you was in the D game and you came back to that and it just gets you upset that somebody got the nerve to just steal from you and take from you. Yeah. Yeah, well, most definitely that. Um, but the bigger you get, you got to control that. Period. You got to control that. I mean, if you're trying to be successful and stick around, you got to control that. Not just that, but I discovered something else. I thought about something when I was in the pen. I'm like, damn, a lot of us probably could relate to this. When I was young, my mother worked at a at a company, and she would bring home staplers, rubber bands, pens, paper clips, paper. She was stealing. That's stealing from your job. I don't give a fuck how you slice it or dice it. That's stealing. And, 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 and so I put myself in them dudes' shoes when I was in the pen. We learned that kind of shit. When we got a homeboy or a homegirl that worked at McDonald's, motherfucker go through drive-thru or walk up, you get free shit. That's stealing. No matter yeah. how you slice or the dice. But at that time, so, you're not... No, because we, we ain't thinking like that. But... Yeah. but me putting myself in somebody else's shoes and they shoes, I imagine, like, damn, what if my mother came home fucked up? Black eye. On and crack. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she got crack. caught at her job stealing some paper clips and some pens and some shit to bring home, liquid paper, and she get a black eye from, man, I'm fucking them up. So that's where you regret, you got, you have your regrets at where... I shouldn't have did that. I should have handled that a different way. I still don't regret it. I don't regret it. it, it, it I really can't regret it. You know, it's how it was the circuit. That's how I grew up. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what I'm used to. That's what I'm and, and a lot of times when man, a lot of times when we be in different games or, or, or we doing different things, we think it's protocol to do different shit different ways. If you're a dope dealer, you think when you get home, if you got a girl, she's supposed to have dinner cooked for you. You supposed to be this way. If you're a pimp, she supposed to do this. She supposed to be automatic. Do this. I, it, no matter what game you in, it's a protocol that people think is supposed to be followed. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, man. We all, man. You know what? Um, the system is not fair, man. But a lot of times, man, we not fair to ourselves, man. That part. Because we have these old, like we have these really fucked up um, mantras. Um, that we live by, you know, these codes that we live by. And um, sometimes these codes just set us back, you know what I mean? Because the thing is, you think about it, I see why you were angry. I see how to whoop their ass, too, because I work hard for everything I get. For stuff. So somebody that think that they just go steal it from you, and you whoop their ass and you wind up in jail, man, at the end of the day, it's probably not worth it, man. But that's just the way we condition, man. Well, you got you to gotta look at your come up and... and on, on one hundred, I, I said this to my brother. Look at all the bad shit and the wrong shit we did growing up trying to be game bangers. The the time and effort you put in being a game banger, and you get away with a lot of shit. But that one time you get caught, it's gonna cost your ass as if you paid for everything you did. Mm-hmm. So if you if we if we look at it like that, okay, I can accept it, thinking like that, but. It still don't change the, the, the real concept to it. Motherfuckers stealing from me. I done stole from a gang of motherfuckers. I done stole from out of a gang of shit. But when it happened to you, you ain't thinking like that. 
Because if you're thinking like that, you can just easily let that go, get rid of them. Because I got more to lose, which you found out. You have way more to lose than these three motherfuckers sitting here with staples in their shit. Exactly. Because I'd have still been on top of my game. I'd have still been doing what 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 I my shit is designed to do. Let me say this. Money. Let me say this. I, I think a little bit different. Um, I really think, honestly, it might have been meant to be. I, I'm I'm really kind of it was painful, but I really think it was a possibility that something worse would have happened to me. To be honest with you, where I, how I was getting down and the way I was moving. My temper was becoming more and more shorter. I I, I didn't I, I didn't mind you fuck me. I'm fucking you off. Right. Period. It, it it didn't even matter because, and I still feel that way to a certain extent because I don't bother nobody. Right. So because I don't fuck with nobody, you fuck with me. I always felt I had to show you twenty times more than what you did to me. Exactly. Period. I think peaceful. I believe that. Yeah, I believe that too. I think it is. I think peaceful spirits is what I call them. Mm like to exert their wrath a little bit more because I'm like that too. I don't bother nobody. I'm a very cool dude. I get a shirt off my back. But once you cross that line with me, and it takes a lot to get me there, but once I'm there, I'm all the way. It ain't no point of return. You can't, you can't back up from it. And that's another thing, fellas. Let me let me tell y'all something that's looking and listening. <clears throat> Being in the prison, you will, if you want to come home, you're going to act right. Yeah. You're going to act right for real. And let me tell you what they're doing in the prisons now. They're not even separating the snitches. Nigga, they looking at it like, if you want to go home, you're going to live with this motherfucker. Because if you don't, they got a spot for you. Exactly. And they're going to keep you. So they mixing everybody. You used to have SNYs and all that shit. SNY is sensitive needs yards. That's what motherfuckers in tow. That's what motherfuckers in um, tapped out from the main line. They didn't want to be around the bullshit. And um, so they, they, they tap out. But it, it became the prison system. It's more motherfuckers that been tapped out that been told than the motherfuckers that ain't said shit. Yeah. So now they ain't got no choice because say if the prison got nine yards, eight of the yards is SNY now. And, and, and that's only because they don't want to the budget that they have to pay to protect you. Right. The money that they have to spend in protecting you and all that. They said, fuck that. Right. Everybody is in this penitentiary, in this building for a reason. Mm -hmm. So why waste that money on doing this? They have designed the prison and the county jail so cold. The choices you had, you don't have no more. Now you can be laying next to a a child molester. You know he a child molester. Yo, silly. They letting you do the business. But if you want, yeah. If you want to go home, either either leave that motherfucker alone or get, uh, or get stuck in this bitch. You and this motherfucker forever. That part. And they got a place for a, a, a motherfucker with a life. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Got my PrevNA 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Yeah, you know, we talked about that, about the prison system before, man. It's a um, it's a massive money grab, man. You know, the thing is right now, man, the prison is probably the most safest investment. Now, now in terms of you getting a return on your dollar, man, you think about it. Man, How much do those cards cost to call them. home? You can put fifty dollars and that shit like this. Mm-hmm. Now nah, let me tell you, the county jail. Yeah. The county jail used to smoke. Now uh, Sherman Block daughter Keithy. runs the. Uh, yeah, run That's the fucking. That's the name of the shit. The, uh, what you call them shit? The uh, canteen. Yeah, yeah, the commissary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how much more fucking money they making? They, man, they making millions. Hold of on, who runs the? Who runs the? Who Sherman runs the Block's room? daughter. Wow, that's like a conflict of interest, though, ain't it? She, she in there. Hey, the cold thing about the prison system, this some cold shit right here. They give you eight-hour jobs in prison, and you get a check. You get paid hourly. Guess what your hourly rate is? Eight cents an hour. Yeah. Eight cents an hour. That's amazing. I they, wouldn't do it. They slaving you ass. That's slavery. Eight yards cents an hour. Literally, 64 cents a day for eight hours of and work. And they take tax out that shit. Are you serious? Well, they pimping you. You're getting pimped. <laughs> I'm going to tell y'all something else just in case y'all don't know about the prison system. A lot of y'all don't. I didn't know until being in there. Do you know if a war break out, they kill everybody in prison? Mm-hmm. 100%. If a war break out, and it got, oh, excuse me. If a war break out, they kill everybody in prison because they figure if they don't, you might help the enemy. That's crazy. Did you know that? I did not know it's that. So, every prison so let me reiterate. I thought they just locked you down. No. Nope. Like they do with the county jail. Hell no. Nah. They had an earthquake in that motherfucker. I was in there. We got stuck in the day room. And you see. They gone. They all outside. They gone. They lock you in there. If this motherfucker falls, right. they going to die. Right. That's they leave you in there. 
They yeah. don't take you nowhere. They don't. They they lock your ass in your cell, and that's it. They don't go to prison. They go tumble down. They not even give you a chance to get. You don't have a chance. They all out of there, but you stuck in a cell. So it's pretty much, man. You know what I thought about, man. I think about the prison system, man, because I've been studying this stuff just based off the dialogue we've been having over these previous episodes, and I've never been in the prison system before. Fortunately, I've never been in the prison system before, but. Me looking at this stuff, I'm starting to just realize how wrong everything is and how just, you're pretty much animal when you're in there. Animal. Herd to breakfast, herd to lunch, herd to dinner, herd to the doctors, herd, animal, slavery, 100%. Because I don't, I just don't see the possibility of being rehabilitated in a situation like that. Because you figure most of the people, if they incarcerate, they wind up incarcerating. Like, you know, we were talking about just the whole premise of just probation on how a whole, whole bunch of people opt out of probation because it's a trick bag. Right. You're going to wind up getting more time because you can't pay the fine. Right. So I'm, I'm looking at it like this. It's like the system is designed just to keep you in there. It's almost like they dangle the probation in your face but make it so difficult. Oh, he'll stay in there. He's not going to do that because it's a thing, man. I think they want to keep us all locked up, James. Well, the damn sure trying to get a tag on everybody. And what I say about tags, we talked about the little cards, JC cards, with the, which the sheriffs have, and they make, I don't give a fuck if you ain't gangbanging or not. You can have your school books in your hands and they want to fill that card out. So they label you as a gang member. They doing females like that too. Oh, big time. If you got a tattoo, you got to, they got to do this card. Back in my days in the 80s, they was taking a picture, pop the trunk, take your picture, the names, the whole nine. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So there's nowhere. They just have to identify who you are. Mm-hmm. Now, going going to the county jail, just going to the substation, you're going to wind up in the county jail. From the county jail, nine times out of ten, you're going to wind up in prison. Mm-hmm. Getting Going to prison and being in the county jail and even being in the substation is not designed to make you for relaxation. You can't relax in there. Mm-hmm. You hear keys jangling and doors closed. They, they, then they give you the fucked up food. They want you to eat this shit. They, 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 they treat you and make you get along the walls. They push you. They can hit. They can whoop your ass. They can do whatever they want to do. You Just like a typical right. nigga with, 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 with kennels in his backyard. Exactly. And let him out to play and then put him back in the motherfucker. That's pretty much what you are. Some motherfuckers, I say, the the the, the treatment they get. Some motherfuckers. I, ain't gonna even, I can't even say they deserve it because I'd be a hypocrite because the same system, you ain't the same system I'm in. And the, even the worst criminals get treated, I get treated the same way. You know what I'm saying? But I know and, what you're saying. They do got some fucked up people. Yeah, they, they, they do. do. What some motherfuckers deserve what they get. Period. But we but we, you know we, 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 we in the same fucking facility. We doing the same motherfucking time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some, some motherfuckers can't really deal with it like that. Well, Some motherfuckers ain't built for it. Well, yeah, you think about the, just the different laws, and that's what I was saying. Like out here, for weed, you get a slap on the wrist, right? right. In Texas, you get washed. I had a homeboy that I played ball with in college. <clears throat> he was a school teacher. He got caught with two ounces of weed for his own personal consumption. But he just bought it like that. They gave him, damn it, like a kingpin status. Well, he wanted to be in some serious years behind Texas two ounces. Texas is different. Texas, Texas law... <laughs> And California law is totally different. Yeah. Here, you're getting slapped on the fucking wrist. 
on the way to Texas to say don't mess with Texas. Texas, Texas ain't playing. Las Vegas used to be worse than Texas. Exactly. Las Vegas, you, you get a, a motherfucking little seed, you're you doing two, three years. You're going to jail. When I, when I moved to Texas in, in, in 99, they they wouldn't bullshit. But going back and forth, I remember going out there and half of the shit wasn't even there. It was just straight dirt fields. But you get caught, let's say you go on the strip. You can drink on the strip all day, but go toward Charleston and, and walk up there tripping, drinking. They finna lock your ass up. You're going to jail. If you don't have a Nevada ID, you're doing 30 days. Oh, man. Shit, they, but jail is not designed for you to go in there and kick back. Yeah, see, you know, going back to my partner, and I say all that to say, you put people in situations. Now, luckily, my homeboy wasn't nowhere near no mark. You know, he handled business, you know what I mean? But he was in a life or death situation. When I got did get to talk to him, he had worked his way. What's the dude that's a trustee? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He worked his way as a trustee, so he used to call me a certain time, like during a week, you know, from the phone that we had talked, man, he would tell me, and you would just tell this dude was a dude that wasn't no coward, but you could tell he had some concerns. He was like, he was like, man, I'm trying, to, you know, just to maintain, man, because. If you don't know how to program, Norm, you're going to have a problem. Sitting in the jail, some cats, I've seen them break down just when it's time, when it's coming from court. Some cats can't take that because you don't get no peace and quiet. You don't get a state of mind. You don't you don't get that. Some cats can't lay down and, and program like that. I done seen solid motherfuckers fall apart. They worrying about their motherfucking girl fucking another motherfucker. They worrying about they they the the material shit they left out there. They worried you got so much on your mind. And then going back and forth to court. You know what I'm saying? Let me say this. What I learned in prison, man, is something that'll live with me for the rest of my life. I had never analyzed it the way I was up front with it in, in prison. Mental health is big. Yeah. It's bigger than we even can imagine. Period. Like a lot of people wouldn't know nothing about the stress of going to prison if you've never been there. But you made me just think about it. It's so many people that come to prison that can't take it. I've seen so many dudes come in there so-called normal and 20 days later, the motherfuckers is looking up in the air like this, like zombies. They, they putting them on that one bullshit. Thing, one thing about prison, all you got to do is tell them motherfuckers you can't sleep and they got something for you. They got something. They're going to they, they, they give you something to help you sleep. They drugging that ass up. So are they, are they giving the prisoners drug medication in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the biggest money. That's man, that's where the most money on medication come from the prison. Yeah, like he was saying earlier, and that's the biggest thing you can invest in is, is prisons, medication, and prison, mental health. That's where all the money is spent. That's where so much money is is made scamming the system. Yeah, because see, my thing is, man, you know, I see a lot of guys that have really drug problems. Like, you know, my thing is this. You see a crackhead going down the street. He breaking the people's cars to steal change or whatever like that. Rather than, to me, the optimal situation is to get this dude treatment so he can get better. 
when you put him in prison, I believe he still will get high. He still will find a way to get high. Oh, yeah, there. they do. And he go generally, you, you, you create the same situation. So this dude get out a couple of years later, six months later, whatever. He's back out in the street doing the same thing. You haven't fixed nothing. To me, rehabilitation should be, okay, now you go out and shoot somebody in the head or do something like that, you want to go do some time. There ain't no rehabilitation from that. But if you're a drug addict, man, if you have some kind of mental disorder, find out what that mental disorder is, why this dude is tripping, and fix him so he can go back and become a normal part of society. And we really need to fix this, man, where these brothers get out of jail and they still doing time because they can't get a job. It ain't that easy. I had a homeboy, man, and I'm not going to put his name out here because he actually watched the show because he don't, you know, he got him a job and all stuff, yeah. you know, so I don't want to bust his hustle. But this cat, like I was saying earlier, man. Hey, what's happening? I want to talk to you a quick second about Raycon earbuds. Whether you at the crib or you out in the block, you want what you're listening to to be what you're listening to, not what your homeboys or your neighbors are listening to. Everybody needs a great pair of wireless earbuds, but before you go spinning the bankroll on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. You already know Raycon earbuds are about half the price of Beats and the other premium wireless earbuds on the markets, and they sound just as amazing as the top audio brands you know. Their newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, they're the best ones yet. They have six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, and a more compact design that gives you a nice noise-isolating fit. Raycon's earbuds are real comfortable, perfect for conference calls or binging podcasts, talking to your broad on the phone. You know, I use them to record the Gangsta Chronicles. I got them on right now, as a matter of fact. They crisp, clear, and I can hear everything that's going on. Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet. They super on point. Ain't no dangling wires or stems to distract anyone during video calls and stuff like that. Now, you heard me talk about how the company was co-founded by Ray J. You know how he get down here, real boss player. And celebrities like Snoop Dogg and Cardi B, Brandy, all of them, they own Raycons. They really own them, man. So you know what you need to do. You need to go pick you up a pair and see what the hype is all about. Now is the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash TGC101. That's buyraycon.com slash TGC101. To get 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds, buyraycon.com slash TGC101. I'm going to say it one more time so you don't forget, player. It's buyraycon.com slash TGC101. And tell them the Gangster Chronicle sent you. He got so tired of people telling him, being honest, I got something on my record. You know what I mean? Being honest, and they declined him. You know, he can't get a right. job. He finally got a job. But I tell you, this dude is qualified. This dude actually played ball in college and everything else, right? But, you know, got caught up in some stuff. It's right. easy to get caught up. Did his time. Came back out. He winds up working in the market. You know, Walmart as a cashier, stock person, doing all this and that. This dude got a degree, first of all. He works his way up. He's smarter than the people he works for. That so he works matter. he works his way up, right? Yeah. He works his way up. And the dude actually, he was gonna get a district manager position because they had moved him to like a store manager position. And they finally decided somebody, and he said he thinks somebody was hating on him. Because they ran his background check and they really didn't they decided to run his background check and he didn't get the He's thinking it was the manager because he wound up surpassing the first person he was working for. 
Mm-hmm. You know, a period of like two and a half years. So he's thinking that somebody may be caught in on him. But how is that fair? Because technically, he's done his time already. Right. Why should he still keep it? And he didn't, my thing is this. I can understand if you want to go work at a retail establishment, if you was in jail for stealing large sums of cash, then, okay, you may put something on this thing. He can't work in no retail. Because this, you know, this motherfucker a thief. You know what I mean? He can steal. This dude was in that motherfucker because he got caught selling drugs. You know what I'm saying? He well, just, no, it, it, it really don't matter to them. Because once you give back that penitentiary number, you still belong to them. Some way, somehow. After you do your parole and give back that number, I gave my number back. I got out in 88. 89, they had their number back. But it's still so much shit I can't do as a human being, as a man, that I can't, it's a job, certain job I can't get, whether I'm qualified or underqualified for it. They're not going to give it to you. So it keeps you right here at the bottom. They don't want you to come up, per se. Mm-hmm. It, that ain't happening. So, yeah, every I think everything is designed to keep you at a minimum, at a minimum, till the, you get to a point where it frustrates you, you're going to do something out of the norm, and then you're going to wind up back where they want you. You know what I say to that? Be an entrepreneur and work for yourself. Well, that's what I was about to say. But that's everybody... The game. Buy low, sell high. That's one thing I learned from the game, period. That's what I took from the game. When I was in the game selling dope, it, was, it's, it, it comes to real life. It's the, the whole thing is buying low, selling high. No matter what you do, you buy low. Everything costs. This microphone costs. Somebody bought that low and sold it high. Somebody bought that chair and sold it high. It's everything. Everything is bought low and sold high. So all you got to do is be in where it's in demand. When I we was in the hood, where dope was in demand, it was hot. But it's so bad now. If you didn't, if you didn't come up back then, like yeah. you and a motherfucker out there still trying to date today, trying yeah. to sell that shit, you too late. Yeah, you ain't gonna get rich off that shit like that. You know what I'm saying? You gonna be, you doing it to get by. You doing it to get by. It's, so everybody, all the homies, or everybody that's still in the hood, don't possess the gift that you got to buy low and sell high. We all don't have it. No, we all don't. But that's why I'm putting it out there. You could buy a thousand two boxes of toothpicks. You just got to be where they want and where they need them. Period. No matter right. what it is, you just got to be where it's in demand. All the shit you see that sell, it's, it's, it's out there for a reason because it's sale. Right. So you just got to pick what you want to mess with. We had options back then. We chose dope because it was the hottest thing in the neighborhood. Some people chose sweaters and jackets and socks and push around that shit. You could do whatever you want to do. True. It all comes down to buying low, selling high. Another thing, man, speaking of buying low, selling high, these neighborhood stores is fucking me up. When I go in these neighborhood stores in the hood and see how they charging us only for convenience, man, it's, it kills me, man, for real. These Asian stores... I went in the store not too long ago in my neighborhood. I grew up in the 30s. And I, and I go in the store, and every day I buy water. I buy bottles of water. It could be Beverly Hills, the Valley. It don't matter wherever I am. 
And when I went in the neighborhood, I bought the same bottle of water and it cost me more money at that store than all the places I'd be at. And I couldn't believe it. And I went off on them people in there, man. I damn near shut that store down. I couldn't believe that shit that they doing us like that. And but that's our fault because we burn it. Because it's out of convenience. We, we could walk yeah. right to the corner store and get it real quick. We don't mind spending that extra 85 cents. They getting rich off that well, extra you, 85 cents times 10,000. You got remember, I think it was. I think, I think it was after the riots, I believe. Remember we used to have a bunch of black liquor stores over in L.A.? Like, all the some. liquor stores, like, you had Jay's Liquor that was on the corner of Vermont. Mm, yeah, for Vermont and Century, you had Jay's Liquor that was black-owned. You had Imperial Liquor across the street that was black-owned. After the riots, a lot of them people sold out to the Asian people. And I'm like, this ain't about Asian people or nothing, but we don't have no ownership in our communities, right? Because I'm going to tell you what I see that trips me out. I live in the suburbs. I see a guy, um, I see this guy all the time that owns a liquor store in Long Beach, in North Long Beach, right off of South Street, right? I got family to live over there, right? So it trips me out. He goes actually to Albertsons and buys up all the cereals when they on sale. You know, you get to buy one, get one, you know, get one. I see him buying a whole bunch of stuff, and I'm just checking them out because I don't see them in the store. I see him buy the vitamin waters. The vitamin waters are 99 cents. I went to that store one day, and I did the same thing you did. I drink that vitamin water, right? And I said, okay, this dude don't got 99 cents. I'm not mad at him making some money. He was charging 299 for the bottle of bottle. I said, so you don't, you, I could have bought four of them at that price. You're just being too greedy, but that's our fault because we support these motherfuckers. Right, 100%. And we let them talk to us crazy when we walk in the store. They disrespectful. They, 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 they just, I ask anybody in this room from the cameraman to us, how many of y'all have y'all been harassed when y'all walk into a liquor store? Somebody look at y'all like y'all crazy, like you come in and steal something. Being in the hood and then having them in the hood. I really, I, I'm sure me, but I don't really give a fuck. I don't even get in. I don't even pay attention to their ass. I don't even let them occupy no space in me, man. But look, keep looking. But the thing is, though, man, we really got to, um, we really are falling behind as a people, and it's our fault. Yeah. It's our fault because, you know, I got a son that plays college ball. I'm telling him off the rip, you're not going to school to learn, go work for somebody. You're going to school to go learn a business. He majored in journalism because what my plan is, when I get an old-ass man, digital soapbox, build the company up to where, hey, you're going to major in journalism, you come and take it to the next level. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm hoping to happen. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like we don't have no ownership enough. And then when we do get ownership, man, it, it's like almost like we flip out. You know what I mean? Yeah. We don't pull nobody else in. We don't have no kind of like, like mentorship. We don't, have no we don't trust program. each other. We don't trust each other going into business together. That's because somebody out of this 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 group gonna think you you taking from me, or you get more than what I what I'm getting, mm -hmm. and, and it shouldn't be like that. Business money speaks for itself. Paper trails speak for itself. We don't look at it like that. We so worried about the BS shit and what other people was doing. Like I said before, how the Mexicans can put five families in one home. Mm -hmm. You got a black chick over here in a five-bedroom home by herself. She don't want no motherfucking help. That brother, he don't want no motherfucking help. And, and getting people and putting them in there, save your money. It's good on my mortgage, but we don't, we don't do it like that. They probably do want the help. 
but it's the shit you're going to have to go through. True. Period. So a motherfucker could be in that five-bedroom house. She might be in that motherfucker and, 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 and know she needs the help. But she know when she open that can of worms, it's going to be some more shit, too. Yeah, I mean, you know just like them, they got to have rules. And and if, if taking a chance is a motherfucker, then we got to take some type of chance. We can't be scared to work at motherfucking McDonald's or oh, Walmart. No, no, what, is, this, wait a minute. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. We got so much motherfucking pride. It's just so little or nothing. We don't give a fuck about or take value in the shit that we see other motherfuckers making money off of. Working to get. You see them little old ladies in them trash cans getting them cans in aluminum? They make five, six hundred dollars a week. Mm-hmm. But the only motherfuckers you see in the trash can is a smoker. But he take all that motherfucking money he make and blow it. This could be my comeback. This could get me off the motherfucking street. We ain't looking at it like that. So we downplay ourselves. It ain't for us to look at it like that. It's for them motherfuckers that's doing that to look at it like that. That's living like that. Yeah, but we got to, how how do we get better? How do we get better with self? It starts with self. Yeah. You can't make nobody, you can't get nobody your blessing. You can't do none of that. You can't do none of that. They got to start with themselves. Yeah. So with self, I mean, everybody else work as a group. Right. Like what what I'm saying? We kind of like, we we stagnated because we don't, yeah. Man, our race is fucked up. We don't want to do it. We ain't, I don't trust you. You know what I'm saying? We don't want to do it. We got to get going. Yeah. Yeah. Let me say this real quick. Honestly, I swear to you, it was embarrassing being a black man in prison amongst black men. It was embarrassing to be a black man among so many black men. And I see how come every race look at us like we ain't shit. Look like look at us like we stupid. We can't get along. I had a white dude ask me not too long ago. We just happened to be talking. I was telling him back in the day. In the 80s, I used to, I, I, I'd be driving around and I'd see a car, a $100,000 car, parked up in a yard that looked like a piece of shit. The house is falling apart, right. the porch is falling apart, the paint is fucked up on the house. It, it, it just looked stupid to me. And I would pull over and smoke some weed and, and be like, that ain't going to never be me. So I was having a, a conversation with this white dude that gave me $2 million before, 100%. And um, he just... Said the other day, I'm telling him about how I used to drive around and just think that was fucking crazy. He said, T.Y., it's a 65-year-old white man. He said, T.Y., isn't that where the term nigger rich come from? I couldn't say shit. I couldn't say shit because that's what it is. It is that. Hood rich. 100%. Nigger rich. Then he take T.Y., I, I just don't understand your race. I'm having a, a conversation with a white man. This month, I just don't understand. Your your race is like crabs in a barrel. He called it the lobster syndrome. That shit is so noticeable behind, from every other race. It is, man. Uh, amongst our race. It was embarrassing as fuck being a black man in prison around so many black men. You tell a motherfucking nigga, you just go fuck this white dude up. He gonna tell you, nigga, if you do that, we gonna fuck you up. Man, that's the dumbest, wackest shit I ever seen in my fucking life. I'm going to tell y'all something, too, man. It, it was embarrassing. Uh, my wife, Mexican, right? Mm. When her father first came to this country, she said that people used to laugh at her dad because he had this little truck, right? 
and he had a pile of pallets on the back of the mug, you know, laughing. She used to hate them come pick up the school. That little pile of pallets, man, turned from a little truck to one big, long, flatbed truck to a fleet of trucks delivering pallets to everybody from Walmart to Target to everybody else. And I would look at my father-in-law, man. Um, he had built this big, massive business, right? You know, all my wife, all our sisters went to college and everything else. You know what I mean? This dude, I wouldn't ride with him one day. He told me to ride with him one day. It was funny. He said, come on. You know, don't speak no English. Man, father about cool as hell. He don't speak a lick of English. Come on. Come on. I rode with him, and I'm looking at him, man. He dealing with this white dude that don't speak a lick of Spanish. And they over there talking. He's showing them this stuff. The next thing that they shake hands, my father-in-law going there to get a, um, a check. I look at the check. The check say $25,000 on it. He bring weed with him because he wanted me to talk to him. You know, talk right. to ladies in there about what the terms is of his right. thing. So he went and got a contract. And I'm thinking, I said, now this man don't speak no English. No, Very know. limited. Very limited English. Like, okay, yes, no, like that. And this dude don't build him some shit, man. Fuck the people laughing at his daughter when he dropped him off of school. But was they laughing in high school when she had a 5.0? Mm-hmm. And he don't build this, you know, he don't build this stuff up, man. We are so prideful to where it's less. Man, I'm not going out there and cutting no grass. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing this. It's almost like we just sitting up there waiting to be saved by somebody, man. All black people know how to do us as black people, man. All we know how to do is go to church, pray, and march. I mean, don't ain't nothing wrong with that. But we waiting to get saved. Like, what are we waiting for? Now, we worried about what the next motherfucker going to say. We worried about that conversation. I can't go to work at McDonald's and be at this window with my girls or my boys ride by and come through the drive-thru and see me in that motherfucker. That's the talk of the town now. So I ain't working in that motherfucker. Ain't nobody going to see me cutting these motherfuckers' grass. But we grew up cutting grass and helping the older neighbors, yeah. you know, marching to the store back and forth. Mm-hmm. You know, picking avocados. Exactly. Selling avocados at <laughs> Market basket, doing shit like that. Yeah, for real. Now it's just, everything is is totally different. We got worse because my grandfather's taught us, my grandfather taught us, you're going to do something. You got to know something. You got to learn something. Whether it's plumbing, uh, that drywall, carpeting, whatever the case may be, you got to know something. And I know a little bit about everything that he did because I watched it. He taught me. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't no pops. It was my grandfather. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if if we got a plumbing problem, I know what to look for. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Putting up drywall, I know where to start at and, and, you know, hooking up drywall. So See, that's dope. That's, a lot of us don't dope. know how to do none of that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm guilty. Mm-hmm. I, I never wanted to learn how to do none of that shit. And but I always wanted to have money to have it done. I, I, I don't like doing no, I hate doing labor work. But I swear to God, that's one of my things since I was a kid. That I want to be able to watch that shit get done. You ought to get Build into that right there. Build that right there. I want that right there. That's my shit right there. I don't do nothing. But I buy all the tools. Man, I got so many tools and shit, man. I, I bought a house from a Playboy Bunny before. And I wouldn't ever let no. When I, when I took it over, I redid it. And I used to buy all my own tools so nobody would come on my property 
with no tools. So when they left, they came empty-handed and left empty-handed and shit. So I still got <laughs> gang of tools and shit, but I, I love getting shit done. Yeah, so that's yeah. when you like that, yo, hustle boy, you got to stay on your hustle. It ain't nothing wrong. Ooh. My brother, Ooh. rest in peace, that he's a pigeon freak, a mm -hmm. pet bull freak. Mm -hmm. And so he was like, man, I need to learn how to build a bird cage. Looking at him, he just got this wood paneling and all kind of, no, that ain't how you do it. I remember how my grandfather did the structure of the floor, build the floor. It ain't just no goddamn tile. It's wood up under this shit. So I, I had the four walls. I cut cut out in the dirt with the concrete. I mixed the concrete with the rocks and all that, laid the foundation, mm -hmm. had the whole shit, and then built his birdcage. That motherfucking cage still up right now in the day. Right. We just sold the house. Are you serious? But that motherfucker never, man, I learned. Mm -hmm. and, nice. and and you take pride in knowing shit, yes. how to do that. Most and, and now I can incorporate that in mind. And save some money. Exactly. Yeah, so straight up. when shit happened in the house right now right. in the day, right. I don't have to call this motherfucker, that motherfucker. Right. Let me go to Home Depot. Yeah. Let me sure. go get the shit and then I'll do it. Yeah. That's money. Save. Fuck off. Yeah, no. Give it to somebody else and then call him back because he fucked up. And I'm going to tell you, it's, it's not hard to learn a lot of this stuff because what I did, because I, I didn't grow up being the most inept dude at putting up walls. Like, I'm right. not going to go lay on floor down. I'm not going to do that. But one thing I did have done, like, I changed the fan in our house, the ceiling fan was out in our room. Right. I changed it, man, because every, all that stuff is on half of the stuff is on YouTube right, right now to show you, you know, man, show you how to do it right now. Fan, but that's two wires. That's but that's like... what I'm saying. I did it myself because I told my wife, she was like, well, we going to call her. I said, hell no. That's what it is. I said, ain't nothing but two wires. Right. I can figure this out. I said, look, kid can figure it out. But where, where do we go from here, fellas? But let me say this. That, that's some more shit I got from the dope game. See, when you're in the dope game, it's so easy to go get a motherfucker. Man, change that light up there and get that motherfucker a little piece of rock. Change that light up there about they get a nigga $10. That shit make a nigga late. All it, that kind of shit. It has its benefits. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But that goes, that leaders on through, with you through life. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Well, she had the energy. Used to have a motherfucker do some shit. Bam, bam. What you know? happens when you, when you, when you move, just say you move out of state. Right. And half of this shit can cut down because the cost of right. getting shit did is a motherfucker these right. days. And damn, I, I don't know how to put this shit together, but now I got to pay motherfuckers to do this shit. No, you said it's the right thing. You too. Learning how to build is yeah. a motherfucker, man. Mm -hmm. It's so, like, to me, it's everything because right. I know how to do shit from motorcycles. Right. You know what I'm saying? I ain't no shit about a motorcycle until I got one. Right. You know what I'm saying? But Christmas, all the toys and putting shit together, mm -hmm. go buy a dresser. You know, it come with the A, the D. Right. The, yeah, gotta, yeah. I, I, I know how to put it together because yeah. I can read that diagram. Right, right, right. I'm just good at it, and I, I put it together like this. Right. Why? Well, the brother over there still like... Still and then when he pay. done with it, the yeah. motherfucker tell him like yeah, this. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, man, it, 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 it always... is it, is good. My grandfather was Learn a master mechanic. always good, yeah. So, me and my little brothers, to, to, to have cars and shit... We, we, we put engines in this 65 Chevy. This is a nigga 14, but we put engines in this shit. Yeah, but, but where do we, um, where do we go from here? Because you know what, man? I'm going to put this disclaimer. I love black people. I'm black. Right. My mama is black. My daddy black. My brother, sister black. I love black people, man. But I hate niggas, man. I can't stand them. I'm going to tell you why. Sure. 
We sit up, man, and we talk about each other so bad. So worried about what this person got. And if you really educated yourself and knew what he's up against, you would run and cling to your brother or your sister. Do you, I'm, do you got to be educated, though? No, you don't have to be educated. Well, go on and finish. I'm like this. I've been in the street all my motherfucking life. Didn't finish school because I wanted to be a gangbanger. And fuck being in the class. This is where everything happened out here. On the football field or in the field or on the way to the house. Mm-hmm. So sitting here and, and, I, and I see it in the comments where, man, that nigga don't sound like he grad. No, I didn't graduate. No, I ain't no educated motherfucker. But I ain't no dumb motherfucker that part. Mm-hmm. I'm smart right. to the fact. I'm smart on the street shit. I, I'm when I see something, I know a yeah or nay. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yeah. So so I'm not gonna come in and, and read no book. To be on nobody else's level. I'm this this is exactly. what you get. And that's Remember? not what it's all about, James. Because see, I got a homeboy, man, that didn't graduate from high school. He's a billionaire. Mm-hmm. He got into real estate. He became proficient in his craft. Right. That's his hustle. He became proficient in it. I tell brothers, if you can go out there and sell dope, you can run a business. For sure. It's all about, I'm going to tell you, hustling right <laughs> will sure teach you about margins. Hustling will teach you about logistics, of being somewhere, about organization. Because if you're not organized hustling, you can get, you know what I'm saying? You might not come back home. You know what you, I mean? You, you just have to learn what, you, what you're doing. Exactly. You have to perfect it. Exactly. And once you've got it down to a science, you can't lose. Because now you know, just like this business, being in the podcast shit, I don't have no clue. But how do I, how do I sit down and talk? Or be even be on a business level if I have no knowledge. So me first, I had to say, I need to read up on some shit. I need to look at some shit. I need to hear exactly. this shit. This is the only way that you get it. Right. This is the only way you know you ain't 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 playing yourself. This is the only and each and everybody gotta take that, whatever the fuck they're doing, and perfect it. See, you just said it though, James. How many times have you called me and asked me questions? A lot of times. A lot of times. But that's how you learn. Right. And have I ever gave you any resistance no. as far as giving you information? That's why. I as a matter of fact, it used to be funny. I just give James. I gave. We sat in the restaurant one day, and I was trying to show James something. James got up and got mad at me, and I was wondering why he got mad. But then I realized what I was doing. I said, you know what? That was my bad because right. I didn't sit down. And actually, you know, I'm trying to take him from point A to point Z. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's like... You're skipping B, C, Yeah, exactly. B. So yeah. the thing is, what we have to do, we can't be ashamed to help each other. Because my thing is this right here, right? I've worked hard to build this network up to what it is. You know, me and Doggy Dimes, it wasn't just me. You know, me and the, you know everybody else, James included, we work as a team. Mm-hmm. I don't tell people, whenever, whenever somebody come and tell me what the job I do, I say, no... That's us. It's James McDonald. It's Jeff Mouth. It's Brian. It's everybody else. We work everybody. as a unit. Yeah. And that's what I feel like. This right here, this is my most proudest achievement. I'll tell you why. Because I look up sometimes and I say, man, we everybody got paid this month. It might not have been nobody got rich, but everybody, you know what I mean? Well, because it's about working as a team. It's you know just what the mean? beginning of that. Exactly. On that aspect of it, but it's it's like this. You can't get five black men to be successful. You can, but at the end of the day, it's going to break down. Just like all these, the artists 
and all of these cats, everybody that was a group have fell apart. You can go all the way back to the temptations. Yeah, it's real talk. Yeah. Everybody, because everybody got their own mentality and their own agenda. Mm -hmm. And ain't nobody really sitting down and really having that that man-to-man -man conversation. This is where we're going. So we, you know, set goal at, set a goal at five, opposed to me setting my own goal. I don't give a fuck where y'all going, but I'm going here. Mm -hmm. And we don't do that with each other. We ain't uplifting toward each other. Yeah, we have to be uplifting toward each other. And that's the thing, man. It's like... Um, and this from a regular-ass nigga. It ain't going to be in our lifetime. Yeah. I, I kind of disagree with you, bro. You know where I think it comes at? I think it comes to where us holding ourselves accountable. I think if it start right here, I think if we do it, if we break that cycle of brothers not being able to work together, because the thing is, it's all about communication at the end of the day, right? If we stay communicating with each other, and stay keeping it 100 with each other instead of trying to outdo. Because one thing I see we do, we love to sit up and talk about white folks, right? But if we can get one up on our brother that don't know as much rather than us teach him, guess what we do? You see it in music. You see it you, you see it in music, in the music industry all the time, right? You will see a brother that claim he got fucked over by somebody, right? And as soon as he get an artist, guess what he doing? He doing the same thing that somebody did to him. Instead of him teaching them and saying, you know what, I'm going to be different. You know what I mean? It's hard to expect somebody to have an understanding and they don't have an understanding. True. It, it, you can't make a motherfucker understand shit. That's another part of you giving your blessing away. I mean, you blessed to be able to have an understanding. You blessed to be able to see what you see and feel how you feel. I am too. He is too. But that don't mean he going to be, he going to be, she going to be. It's, it's just like we said earlier. Everybody got their own mind. Some people is going through mental trips. You just don't know where a person is. And it's it's, it's, it's rough. It's tough. It's hard. Yeah, for those people doing that, man, stay away from us. We working as a unit over but, here. But, I mean, everybody you know, just got to look at it, you man. You just don't know who's who, man. If, I if, mean. And, and we can do this all day, right? Yeah. Just like you see everybody on his Facebook and the social media shit. Fuck Let's practice what we preach. Exactly. How the fuck are we going to reach this cat? How the fuck are we going to reach this cat? That's why I said it was important to get, uh, um, what's his name, them from Kitchen? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Porky Nell? Yeah. And, and uh, what's his name from East Coast? Uh, BJ? To get all of those guys mm -hmm. just to do the different shows and then show people. It's up to you to, to, to absorb the shit that we're trying to bring you. You know what I'm saying? It's time to stop this type of shit. Mm -hmm. They're not getting it because they're out here shooting each other on the quarantine. Why the fuck is you out there in the car with a gun looking for somebody to shoot and, and motherfuckers is dying from this and that? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But that's because we ain't understanding that quarantine means stay in the house. You can, come, you can come from hanging out and go home. My little cousin died from it. Hanging out take it to her daughter and her grandbaby. So now the rest of my nieces is like, oh, that shit is for real. That shit is for real. But we take everything for granted. It's not taken for granted. But we, I think we just need to practice practice what we preach and, mm -hmm. and be more, I think, more responsible for what we're doing. Exactly. I, I want to perfect this because I want to reach these cats right here. Exactly. I want to show these cats that these conversations right here, these motherfuckers right here been through it. Mm -hmm. You hear this man right here, 
done touched millions of dollars. How many brothers in the hood gonna touch that type of shit? Exactly. And, ain't gonna reach and he could probably tell you how to keep it so you won't make the mistakes that, you know, avoid the pitfalls he did. So, man, you he know. He give you all the tools, exactly. but it's up to you to take it and use I'm, it. Exactly. I'm recovering. I'm in recovery mode. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm in right. recovery mode, man. So, with us being about to wrap this up, man, tell everybody what you got going on now, man. Love to. I actually have a television show that I put together called The Hustle Up Show. Um, it's showing you how to buy low, sell high. And um, stay tuned. It's, it's really big. Then I got an organization. It's called Put Down the Guns and Pick Up a Hustle. And I got a lot of people behind me on that. How did you get in touch Guns with Guns down, hustle up, baby. Um, one good way to get in touch with me would be through the Hustle Up Show. Dot com. Check me out. That's all right, for sure. And there you have it, man. We touched a lot of topics tonight. Um, I think they all say the same thing, man. I'm going to leave y'all with this, man. What did my boy say, man, from the Mob Deep song, man? It's a war outside. Ain't nobody safe. Where did that lyric come from? Mm. But I'm going to tell y'all, man, we in some perilous times right now. We, we better get this shit together, man. Real quick, we go find out fast. Well, I ain't gonna have to. I'm, I'm preparing myself. I got waters and guns. I don't need nothing else. I'm cool. I'm I really real. think they're trying to kill us, man. Oh man, I'm gonna tell you, man. Because if you look at it like this, man, with this whole thing, man. Because I've been studying this stuff, you know, and I'm making my business. I'm doing content. I just don't want to. And when I come on this microphone, I'm not trying to spit no felonious. You know what right. I mean? I'm trying to know what I'm talking about and right. be versed with it. So if somebody come at me, I got my facts together. The thing right. is, man, we are a target right now. Us as black men, especially, we are a target now. Now they're attacking our women. They're putting our women in jail, man. Right. Get it together, people. Fuck Takashi and all that other stuff, man. Look at stuff that's going to educate you get your mind right. Don't fall for the okie-doke distractions, man. We out of here. That part. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic. And at higher risk, get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. AT&T Connects, an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. 
sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.